SAFM setting the nationwide agenda daily. Daily. It is 13 minutes before five o'clock. We're in conversation next with uh, political analyst Sanusha Naidu. A big and important uh, day today, as the ANC NEC was expected to deliberate on a way forward following the damning uh, Palapala report on President Cyril Ramaphosa. Reaction to report had been split, with some in the ANC saying a resignation is the right thing to do, while some say it he has not been charged with a crime and should not resign. His uh, spokesperson Vincent Magwenge addressed the media last night saying that the president is taking his time to engage the report before deciding what is in the best interests of the country. Does Ramaphosa have the necessary political support within his party to survive this? We are now joined by political analyst Sanusha Naidu. Sanusha, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. So that NEC meeting that was supposed to take place yesterday, postponed to today, and today they met for about 40 minutes, and it has been adjourned yet again. Is it a case of the ANC failing to um, failing with uh, political foresight and also scenario planning? Uh, good day, uh, Aldrin, and good day to your listeners. I mean, I think you, you're raising very fundamental points about how much of challenges or, or, or rather the issue of process and procedure within the, within the structures of the party in terms of dealing with this situation, which is quite uh, serious and it, and it raises serious uh, dilemma for the party itself in terms of how they go forward. And I was just listening to the uh, TG's uh, short little press brief when they adjourned the meeting and saying that now they need to go to NWC, that NWC needs to go through its own process. And then once that has happened, then they'll reconvene of a special uh, NEC meeting on Sunday afternoon. And then, of course, they'll make a decision and by Monday we'll probably know what the, the status quo is all about. But I think it also raises the, the question of the dilemma or the predicament that the party finds itself in. You know, have they given this enough um, attention, ventilation? Have they looked at the situation and said, well, if the president is in this dilemma himself, what does this mean for us in the party? Is it just a simple thing to call that he needs to abide by the interpretation of how the step-aside rule is or the fact that the the, the report makes a recommendation that there is um, a, a, a need for the president to account for what has happened in terms of the, the Pala Pala saga and to basically provide more information if you look at the, the, what the report says, but also in terms of the, 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 the kinds of internal dynamics that exist within the party and how that may be playing out in terms of the kinds of, 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 of traction and the kinds of contradictions you are seeing emerge. So it kind of now opens up the space in my mind in the way I'm seeing it, and it could be seen differently by yourself or others, or it could be uh, interpreted in, 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 in various ways, that there's something going on as well in the party and how this is now opening up the dilemma and the predicament for the party itself. In, in, in the fact that they can't also come to this kind of, uh, this, is a, this is what we're going to do and this is our unanimous decision. Another thing, though, um, that I've looked at is looking at the reaction to the report. And I wonder mm-hmm. whether one of the reasons behind that lack of planning and the scenario planning that happened within the ANC was because um, those who are the faction that is currently in power 
were probably mm-hmm. convinced that the report won't make any adverse findings and mm-hmm. therefore there wouldn't have been a need to come up with scenario planning. And mm-hmm. on the basis of also, um, and this is further, I think, uh, boosted by looking at how political parties responded to that. Yesterday, when Stephen Krutis was speaking to Sivio Kwarupe, the chief whip of the Democratic Alliance, his first question mm-hmm. was, you guys didn't expect this. And she's like, yes, we, we didn't expect this at all. And we know that most of the opposition parties didn't expect this. I completely agree with you. I think that it definitely came out of left field. It was unexpected. It caught people unawares. Um, I think the, 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 the kind of expectation was that we go through this process. But, you know, again, it comes to the question of um, the face value of the information versus sufficient information. Um, you're working on, on, on a basis of information that hasn't been proven as yet. And so to what extent does this then mean? Where did the fault line lie in the fact that the, the, the report came out with that recommendation? Was it the fact that the president's response to the questions wasn't sufficient enough to actually neutralize the gaps that is then referred to uh, when the report was presented to the Speaker of the National Assembly to say, there are gaps here that need to be addressed. We need to go forward. It needs to be further ventilated. And I think these are critical questions in terms of the fact that what was presented as information needed to be kind of offset by the way the president or the way his response or the the, the way the, 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 the responses were curated in, this, in, in reaction to the questions that the panel presented to him. Then there is, of course, there have always been some ANC-NEC members, as Gwede Mandashe had said, who had called for the president to resign. Um, mm-hmm. Some not in favor ever since the 2017 um, elective conference of the party. However, though, this time around, <coughs> considering the findings of the report, could we see more ANC-NEC members who were sympathetic to the president also coming out to say that, um, actually, um, maybe the president should step aside in the interest of stability within the, the ANC and also with the interest of stability of the country so that you don't have a president who has this dark cloud hanging over him? You know, it's a very difficult one to, to answer because the challenge, I think, in this question that you're raising is how would the stability of the party go forward? The question that that constantly intrigues me about the ANC right now is to what extent the ANC is in a stable condition. In fact, uh, it was very interesting. I think it was one of the uh, other radio stations where a caller called in and said that the ANC is actually in the ICU and we're just not sure which part of the ICU they're in. And I think the problem that we're having here is how how this, this, this question of whether the president needs to step aside, resign, uh, whether there'll be more members in the party calling for the fact that this is um, a serious dark cloud over him. It's a question of he's the president of the party, he's the president of the republic, to have this recommendation come that is adversely affects him as the, the, the individual, not just of, the, of, 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 of a part of, of leading a party, but of the public of the country, and also the fact that it's a very it's, it's, it's the office of the president. You know, it's, it's, it, there's a bigger responsibility and there's a bigger 
challenge for him in terms of that. He's not a minister, not to say that ministers get away with things, but I think that's going to be the dilemma is whether the party is able to survive it even if he steps aside. And with that question of even if he steps aside is listening into some um, supporters of the president within the NEC, um, uh, within cabinet as well. Um, the sense that I'm getting from the argument is that mm-hmm. there could be a catastrophe if the president leaves that position vacant. Um, so yeah. does that tell us that the ANC itself is in such a difficult position that itself yeah. cannot identify a credible um, candidate who would be able to take the party to the next um, to the next elections, 2024? I, I, I completely uh, get you, and I can see where you're coming from, and I've also kind of picked up on that. The party is in a predicament. The party is in a predicament because, again, we're not just talking about a president who has to deal with a report that says that he has to account for what happened with the, with, with the money that was stolen and the other issues that they've raised as recommendations going forward. But it's also the dilemma and the predicament of a party who doesn't seem to have a candidate that can, 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 can become a unified candidate to step into that space. Um, and you saw this in the nominations that were announced by uh, uh, the former president, Halema Modlante, even when it came to the gender question, you know, there was, co- there was confusion, there was complication. He raised the question of whether there's a trust deficit for women in the party. So I think there's a serious dilemma and predicament of crisis of whether the party is necessarily grooming the next generation or the next set of leaders to move in. An interesting one for me um, is now on the 6th of December, um, looking mm-hmm. at whatever would be discussed after the caucus meeting of the ANC and the outcomes of the debate in Parliament as well, is mm-hmm. that looking at the history of the ANC, the ANC has never removed its president from a position. This is president of yeah. the party and president of, um, of the country. It's only after they have been removed as president of the country would they then be removed as president of the country. Could this be a possibility at all um, that we could see for the first time a sitting president who's also the president of the ANC being removed? It's, an un- it's going to be unprecedented. And you're, right, you're quite rightly point out that it's only when there's a shift in the president of the party do you see that question of the ANC being, being very a creature of habit that yeah. whoever is the president of the party needs to be the president of the republic. And they need that, that kind of, that cohesive or that coherence between the two centers of power. So I think in this, in this context, it's going to be raising that question of whether or not they're going to break with that and, and move towards an unprecedented way in which uh, before an elective conference even be- begins and before you elect uh, the next president of the party, that you're going to actually have a, 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 probable, a probable discussion as well in the NEC, something to contemplate in the NEC meeting as well as in uh, the NWC when you have the NWC applying their mind to this report and all the possible implications that this report raises for them. The, would this be one of those things to think about in going forward? Will they break with the tradition and break with their, what has been their, 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 their kind of, of, of rigidness when it comes to these two centers in terms of the position? And the final one is on the South African. Um, I've been listening to some of the voice notes and the calls that have been coming through here on the show as well and on other um, talk radio shows as well. And um, yesterday, for instance, we got one caller who called in and who spoke about the better devil in that 
Cyril Ramaphosa yeah. for them would be the better devil. So you may say that he's a crook, but for me, he is a better crook compared to the previous crooks and the fear of if the previous crooks, quote unquote, using um, their expression, takes mm-hmm. over, then that means that's the end of the country. You know, what that says to me as well, Aldrin, is that uh, it says how low the trust deficit is in the party. So you kind of looking at the at the playing field, and you're looking at the at the at the at, at the at the personnel, the human resources that's within the party, and it goes back and it circles back to your point about you know this dilemma that the ANC faces now in terms of who will step into his shoes if he does resign, and there's this whole debate and predicament about that question as well. It tells you that even amongst the South African body politic and amongst the citizenry, there's a sense of we don't trust who's going to come down the line. We don't think that this person or, or, or whoever comes in, that the ANC is going to do what's going to be in the public interest of the South African citizen. And that, I think, is the greater dilemma. And that's where I think the ANC also has to think about 2024 and the impact that that's going to have at the polls. Sanusha Naidi, thank you so much for your time. Political analyst there, Sanusha Naidu, joining us on her analysis of what's coming.